You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I want to open this up by reading one of our reviews. And uh, this review is from Austell Incorporated. And it says, <laughs> this is interesting. It says, angering, but thought provoking. Goes against my biblical understanding, but challenged to study deeper. Listen, y'all, that's all I want. And I know sometimes with the topics that we cover, uh, they may be angering to some. They may uh, they may stir some of you up. Uh, but what I want to do is stir your minds. I want you to think. I want you to study and search it out. One thing that I've learned is just because you've been taught something does not necessarily mean that what you have been taught is true. And it takes someone uh, to... Uh, those who really desire to learn, they have to be Berean uh, in heart, meaning that they have to study and search things out to, de- to determine whether or not a thing is true. Today's topic is another one of those topics that will probably stir some people up. Um, but, but before I get into that, I want to ask a question to you. Have you rated Church Talk with Isaac? Have you left a, a comment, uh, left a review for Church Talk with Isaac? Uh, I want to, uh, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please do me a favor. Just, uh, just, just rate it and leave a review. I want to hear back from you and to see uh, uh, it helps to give visibility to uh, this particular uh, podcast channel so that more people can get the same uh, resource that you're getting. So uh, if you can right now, stop whatever you're doing. And if you if, if you're in a position to stop whatever you're doing and just take some time, scroll through your phone and give me a rating as well as leave a quick review. Let me know how Church Talk with Isaac has been a blessing to you. All right. I just wanted to get that out the way. Now, I want to get into this topic. Um, I'm doing a part two now. We dealt with last week. Uh, I released an episode that dealt with women in the church. Should women and can women be leaders within the church? And this is a this is a topic. This is a topic that is an age old conversation is an age old debate. It's an age old argument. And even still today, some people are saying, yes, women can be leaders within the church. And some are saying, no, they can't. Some are saying they can to a degree. They can teach the kids. They can teach the youth. They can teach the choir. Um, But they cannot be senior leaders. They cannot have authority over a man. And I took some time last week to go over um, some some Bible, uh, some scripture, as well as some concepts uh, regarding that. And what I want to do today, um, I didn't get an opportunity to finish my thought last week. um, But what I do want to do is I want to give you some more scriptures and deal with some of the more controversial and troubling scriptures that deals with this topic. Again, uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I encourage you um, even maybe even before listening to this one, go back and listen to the first episode and then come back and listen to this uh, as a continuation. I did not have an opportunity to get to certain scriptures that I wanted to get to. And um, and uh, my position, I said it on the on the, the previous episode, my position is that women can be leaders. Women can be leaders within the church uh, in any regard. I believe they can be senior leaders. They can be fivefold gifts. They can be elders. uh, They can serve as deacons within the church. I believe that women can be leaders. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over. uh, uh, I'm going to try to cover 
one or two of the, the more troubling verses and try to give some context. If we want to truly understand um, the role of women within the local church, we cannot be afraid to hear what may be foreign to us. We can't be afraid to explore teachings and concepts and ideas that maybe we did not learn within our church. Maybe you grew up in a church where they did not believe in women leaders and maybe women were just restricted to singing, uh, being evangelists, uh, um, uh, ushering and nurses. I don't I don't know. But what I'm going to do is cover some some things. And the first verse I want to look at and I'm going to give some context. This is a, a very widely used one, a scripture that teaches that women should not. Uh, have authoritative roles. First Timothy chapter two, verses 11 through 14. It says, let a woman learn in silence with all submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence for Adam was formed first, then Eve and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Again, that's first Timothy chapter uh, two verses 11 through 14. And if you read that uh, solely by itself, it became it, it, it becomes painfully clear that women are not to have authority. It becomes painfully clear that women are not to exercise authority over over men. And it's and it's painfully clear um, that women are to remain silent and submissive within the church. And it becomes painfully clear that that Adam was formed first. It talks it pretty much if you read it just with these verses, it pretty much says that Adam, it gives the uh, the uh, the reasoning why women are not to have authority over man. And that reasoning sounds as if it's because of the creation, the way that God created mankind. Adam was made first and then woman. Therefore, women are not to uh, usurp. Uh, uh, another scripture says usurp authority over men. This one says that that women uh, are not to teach or to have authority over a man. All right. So um, one of the things I believe I did a I did an episode before about how to study your Bible pretty much. And and in that I dealt with a hermeneutical principle, which deals with context and audience relevancy. And I want to kind of go back to that, because if we do not understand the context of why something was written, why something was said, we will misappropriate the scriptures. We will we, we, we will take them out of their context. We will make them apply to what we believe they should apply to. And we will miss the whole point. I believe that there are many believers today who knows the Bible very well, but they don't know God's heart behind the Bible. They know scriptures, they know verses, but they do not understand God's intention, God's motives, God's reasoning behind certain things. So what we're going to do is just take a moment to kind of add some context. First of all, first Timothy, who was who wrote first Timothy? Who was first Timothy written to and why was first Timothy written? All right. First Timothy was written by Paul. Paul was writing to Timothy, his son in the Lord. His beloved son is, is, is how he related to him in many cases. And 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 the purpose behind first uh, Timothy being written is found in the first chapter of first Timothy. So in order to get an understanding as to why Paul was telling Timothy what he told him about women not speaking, being silent, not being able to teach or have authority over men within the church. You have to go back to the beginning of the book 
in order to get a context as to why this is being written. I'm going to look at first Timothy chapter one, verses three through four. This is what it says. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some uh, that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Listen to me. When Paul is writing this book to Timothy, Timothy is at this time known as an apostle and as a leader uh, to the church of Ephesus. This is written to the church in Ephesus. This is written to Timothy to address the church in Ephesus. And as we just read in first Timothy, chapter one, verses three through four, Paul was writing this to Timothy in order to uh, in order for Timothy to set in order certain things that were out of place, out of order. What was going on was there were certain individuals that were going that that were circling the churches uh, from house to house in Ephesus. And they were they were teaching false doctrines. They were teaching fables and endless genealogies. And it was causing disputes and it was not causing godly edification. It was not stirring up the faith of people. It was causing confusion. So Paul told Timothy to write this letter. Um, excuse me. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy so that Timothy can address these issues within the church. The church at Ephesus Within the church of Ephesus, what was taking place was women um, were going from church to church, spreading false doctrines. Hear me. They were going from church to church and house to house, spreading false doctrines. So when we get to chapter four, first Timothy, Paul uh, says uh, Paul's. Paul was writing this in order to correct this issue. They were spreading in, in chapter four, it says doctrines of demons. So they were going around. Remember, Ephesus was a polytheistic Greek culture. So many of the, the, uh, the young believers that were that were getting saved at this time, they were coming out of a cult. They were they were they were coming out of out of Greek mythology and they were very unlearned as it pertains to the law. They were very unlearned as it pertained to Judaism. They were very unlearned. They had they had no clue what was going on about Christianity. So they began to mix many of their doctrines and they began to spread various things. And uh, they even began to teach and spread Gnostic teachings, Gnostic heresies that began to circulate throughout the region at that time. Uh, 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 and, and, and these people began these women particularly and I'm and, and we're going to talk about why the women were doing it but these women were going around and they began to teach these gnostic teachings these false doctrines uh within the church so Paul had to send this message to Timothy in order to teach the church to guard themselves against these types of teachings all right now one of the false teachings I want you all to hear me one of the false teachings that was going around during this time remember these were people within Ephesus who believed in Greek mythology, that they were coming out of Greek mythology and they were adopting Christian culture. So one of the false teachings that was going around that be, uh, was was a was a perverted uh, version of the of, of the Genesis story um, of Adam and Eve. Hear me. There was a perverted, twisted story that was going on uh, during this time about Adam and Eve um, that they were beginning to spread. And this story was dealing with the fact that they were teaching that women, um, 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 women began to teach that Eve was created before Adam. Come on. They began to teach that Eve was created before Adam and that 
in that in that Eve's life, Eve was a hero. Uh, Eve's 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 heroic life. Uh, um, 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 through listening to the serpent, she liberated the world by listening to the serpent. This is this was a teaching that was going around during this time. So when so when Paul told Timothy um, to to address this and he and paul had to say for adam was made before man adam was not deceived eve was deceived they were addressing the fact that these women were going around teaching that eve was made before adam so paul had to paul had to educate um the church of, in in uh, in ephesus by sending this letter to reverse that teaching and really give the true matter which was adam was actually made before eve and eve was the one that was deceived by the serpent now let's look at first timothy chapter 2 and 12 in context it says i do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man she must be silent one of the things we have to ask ourselves is why was this even commanded? And in order to see why this was commanded, you have to go back and you have to read the full thing in context. First Timothy chapter two, beginning at verse 11. Let a woman learn in silence with all submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, uh, but to be silent. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Now, when we read this, uh, what we see is that um, Paul is telling telling Timothy that women are not to have authority over man and began to give the reason why. All right. And, and, and a lot of that is what I just explained when I talked about how they were twisting the stories. But what I do want to do, I want to give some context because the word authority there uh, is an interesting word. It's not the word. Oh, okay. Let me, let me tell you this. Um, a more common word, Greek word for authority is the word exousia. It's when uh, we it's when they say all authority has been given to me when Jesus said all authority had been given unto me or he has given the apostles authority over demons to cast out devils over the works of the enemy. That's the word exousia. It literally means the right to act, the legal right to act. That's not the word that's used here in first Timothy chapter two. The word that's used for authority is the word authentic. That word. And I want you to hear that word has a forceful and, and quite honestly, a very negative connotation attached to it. It actually can be translated as to dominate. We're talking about the word authority where it says that women are not to have authority over man. That word authority can mean to dominate, to usurp or to take control. It, that word in that context was associated with violence. It was even in some in some instances, it was associated with even murder. So Paul was telling Timothy not to allow a woman to violently steal authority from a man. It applies uh, now and it, it applies to anyone. It just wasn't about women. All right. Now, I'm going to give you another verse and, uh, and 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 I want you to think about what I'm going to say, because really what this is saying is that no one should violently usurp their authority over another. All right. So. Uh, 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 in Titus chapter one, verse 10, I want you to hear this. All right. This is, this is, this is interesting because we put a lot of emphasis on women not having authority. All right. Women being kept silent, but listen to this Titus chapter one, verses 10 through 11. It says, for there are many rebellious men, M E N listen, for there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision who must be silenced. 
because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of, so of sordid gain. Excuse me. For the sake of sordid gain. I'm going to read that again. There are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision who must be silenced. Because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. Now, what we one of my questions is, why are we so adamant about silencing women over over that verse when we don't put any emphasis on silencing men over a similar situation in another city during the same time? In one verse in first Timothy it said that women are to be silent. But in Titus chapter one, it says that men are to be silent. But we put so much energy into women being silent and absolutely no energy into men being silent. So now what we have to look at is why was this said to the church in Ephesus that women are to be silent? All right. All right. Now, um, this is why Ephesus during that time, I already I kind of mentioned it, but I'm going to go a little deeper. Ephesus at that time was polytheistic. They were uh, they practiced Greek mythology. And at that time. Um, uh, Diana, uh, what, which was, no, who was known as the fertility goddess, um, was the one who, who was the God that they worshiped during that time. All right. So, so, so the new believers, when they were getting saved, um, they were, they were, they were young. They didn't know anything about salvation. All they knew was the Greek mythology that they were coming out of. And because of that, they were very confused because of their past. So Paul was teaching Timothy how to manage the situation as a leader. You have these young women who, who are empowered because of the God that they worshiped before salvation. Diana, the fertility God, a woman who was the seat of, uh, who sat in the seat within Ephesus as an authoritative God and, and which mean that women empowerment was very strong during this time. So you have these women who don't know anything about about the new covenant. They don't know anything about Jesus Christ. They are learning. They're still unlearned about certain things. But because of their culture, they're standing up and they are trying to teach certain things based upon something that they don't even know about. They have no common knowledge of and they began to mix their their theologies in their doctrines because of it so the direction uh, uh from paul uh is a very specific and unusual direction all right so what we have to understand is that we should is, is that this is not something that should be applied to everyone everywhere throughout all time this has a context paul telling these women to remain silent paul telling timothy to make sure that these women are silent that make sure they're not usurping their authority over men they're not violently trying to take over the church make sure that they're being silent this is not a every place everywhere all time everyone situation this is a church of ephesus issue because of the church of ephesus issues <laughs> this was a, this was a church of Ephesus issue because of a city of Ephesus uh, uh, issue, which was Greek mythology. Diana, the goddess of fertility, being the one uh, who they primarily were getting their cue from and have not yet been renewed in the spirit of their mind. So why do we use Paul's letter to Timothy to silence all women? But we don't use Paul's similar statements to Titus to silence all men. That's just something I want to kind of leave you with to think about. Um, first Timothy, 
First Timothy chapter two, what I just read, what I just went over is a very, very well used scripture to silence women, to make it seem like all women, all places are not to have authority over men. When really, again, Paul was addressing a very specific issue. He was dealing with the women who were usurping their authority over men within this church. And it's just not the fact that it was women that was usurping their authority within the church. Now, let me tell you why I say that. It wasn't just women. Uh, it wasn't just the fact that it was women. He wasn't just addressing this because these were women that were doing it. He was addressing this issue because people, certain people were were doing things that were not right within the church. All right. Again, first Timothy, chapter one, verse three, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some uh, that they teach no other doctrine. Now, when it says that you may charge some in the Greek, it says that, that you may charge certain ones that they teach no other doctrine nor give heed to fable. Now, he said certain ones. But when we get to chapter two, he says women. So we know that those certain ones that he was addressing were women. There were specific women that were teaching and they should not have been teaching. They had to be silenced because they were polluting the doctrine of the kingdom. They were polluting the doctrine of the new covenant. They were polluting the doctrine of grace. They were not teaching the doctrine of Jesus Christ. They were mixing it. So Paul had to address that and send that to Timothy. I hope that brought some understanding. I'm going to do another part to go over another a uh, very well used uh, uh, scripture, uh, context of scripture, and I'm gonna I'm gonna clear that one up as well. I hope this is something that brought insight and understanding to you. Again, stop what you're doing, rate this, leave a review, comment, and send me some topics. Go to IsaacWatsonMinistries.com. And send me some things that you'd like to hear about. I'd be more than happy to cover your topics. All right. Listen, I love y'all. I hope this blessed you. And I want to say to all the women, I believe in you. I believe that you should have a voice. I believe that you should be empowered around the world, just not in the United States, around the world. I believe that women are rising up who have capacity. Women are rising up who have boldness. Women are rising up who have intellect, who have wit. Women are rising up who are anointed, who have grace upon their lives, and they're rising up to change the world. I believe that. Uh, so listen, again, this is Isaac, and thank you for listening, and I, I'll, I'll talk to you all soon. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.